Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 40, and I'm Brendan. And I'm Jared. Welcome back, guys. Um, it's been a while. We're trying. It's been a while. But we're just here to talk some football today. I mean, first off, first off, let, let me be a good good, good uh, host right here, co-host. Brendan, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing well, man. Junior year of college. Classes are starting to heat up. Shit's getting just real. Midterms just finished this Midterms you know, just finished. Week. The midterm grades dropped. Looking pretty good. Excited to finish this year off with a bang. Yes, sir. And um, unfortunately, the thing that's inhibiting is how well the Giants are doing. But they're not doing well at all. So, the Giants for me, they're disappointing. We'll get into that. And the Jets will get into that as well. So... First, Brandon, I just want to ask you a straight-up question. What's, like, the biggest surprise for you this, like, NFL season in general? Biggest surprise or this week? In the, in the NFL so far. I mean, the Chiefs being asked, man. Like, it's got to be them, to be honest. Like, their defense looks like Swiss cheese. I don't know what's happening. It looks like mm. it's just a Super Bowl hangover, in my opinion. I think that there's some issues there. And I didn't think that they would be that bad. What about you, Jared? That's a good one. I mean, the Chiefs losing to the Bills. You know, they're, they're tough teams they've lost to. And then, they, you know, they beat the Washington team. But a lot of people had them beating them a lot easier than that. But I feel like the biggest surprise for me would have to be how good the Ravens have looked. And, you know, I had the Ravens make the playoffs. But I, I thought the Browns were going to be a lot better than they were. And, but the Ravens have just come out and balled out. Lamar Jackson having putting up better numbers than he did in his MVP season. And he's being, like, overshadowed by other guys like Dak, Brady, Herbert, who he crushed this past week. And, you know, I go back to week one when he came back against the Raiders. I mean, well, it was a tough game against the Raiders. He didn't come back. That game was definitely winnable. He put his, he put his everything on the team. And this is a reminder that the Ravens lost their top two starting running backs right before the season started. So they found these guys like off the street pretty much, you know, not off the street, but in their deep in their practice squads, signing guys like Blavion, Devonta Freeman, and, you know, sticking with some guys. So it's a battle with injuries all year long. They keep winning. And then they came back against the Colts on Monday Night Football last week. And this would just blew out the Chargers, who are arguably looking like a top team in the AFC as well. So I would say that was my biggest surprise. Yeah, for me, like, if it was this week, I would have said the Ravens upsetting the Chargers because uh, mm-hmm. that was just, like, on, that was ridiculous with what happened. But I like that pick a lot. I think that makes a lot of logical sense. This Ravens team is playing hard and knows football. The RPO offense just seems to work very well for Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown is getting in the mix as well. And Mark Andrews, great tight end, have him in fantasy. So, and I really like Harbaugh, man. I think he's a great head coach. I think he's a player's guy. Experience. Exactly. And I really think that this Ravens team can go far. I had them winning the division. Or no, did I have the Steelers win the division? Or was it 
Was it? I mean, you had Ravens Steelers, maybe. I, don't know. I think you had Ravens Steelers and Browns all making the playoffs. So I, I honestly forget, but you you thought the, the Steelers and Browns would be better than what they performed so far this year. Yeah, I thought that the Steelers would be better. I really did. Um, I I don't really know what's going on. I think it's mostly Big Ben and his regression. Uh, I think that he just can't play anymore. I think it's done. I respect him trying can't to throw the ball far at all. It's like, it's just the speed is just too fast for him. His mechanics just aren't there anymore. Watching him throw. It's not the same. He's just up there in age and it's only some people can really keep it. You know, only some people like the Brett Favre's, the Tom Brady's, even a Philip Rivers kind of drew Brees. drew Brees. Like there's a very select few that can keep it. And I'm sorry. Big Ben is just not one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is it after the season. Jared, what do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like last year could have been the last year for Big Ben, but he has too much pride. He means too much for the organization that he's still with the Steelers now. And he's going to probably finish the season with the Steelers like as a starting quarterback. I don't see him getting benched because, you know, he's been the guy for so long. So it's a respect thing. And, you know, Big Ben to me is he's done. He's, he's over with the NFL. And you're lucky you have Najee Harris on your fantasy team because that's who he dumps it off to, like yeah. pretty much a lot. Because you can't find any open, doesn't have time to find any open receivers, especially with Juju down his favorite target. And so it's going to be just Big Ben and Steelers. You know the Bengals have a better record than them right now. And you know we low key were Kane. I mean you had, you were pretty high up on the Bengals. I remember our one episode we talked about the Bengals uniforms. You were high on the Bengals, saying they're going to six seven wins and. They're on pace for a good amount this year as well. So don't count the Bengals out. But the AFC North in general, you know, they don't they haven't don't have a team under 500 in their division. So that's you know, it's a tough division in the first place. And the Steelers have won two in a row, one being against a Seahawks Seattle team without Russell Wilson. And I don't know specifically the other game, but the Steelers are, you know, they are a good team under Mike Tomlin. Their defense is great, TJ Watt. You know, he had a nice fumble, but it is Big Ben who's holding them back right now. I totally agree. If you take a look at his stats, he by no means is being anything bottom of the barrel. I mean, he already has 1,515 yards in the season, which is pretty delightful. And seven touchdowns and four interceptions. That's a good tutty to in ratio. He definitely isn't playing like horrible football, but if you watch him, when it matters and how he's playing, it's holding this franchise back. Like, yes, mm-hmm. he's not going to be throwing interceptions left and right. He knows the defense well enough. He's a veteran quarterback that has two Super Bowl wins. He's a Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback. He's not going to make lousy interceptions, but his speed is just it's not up to par with the NFL anymore. Current day NFL, in my personal opinion. And as you said before, I just wanted to reiterate about some of the statements that you said. The Steelers' defense is legit. TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, all these mm-hmm. guys out there, they got mm-hmm. good corners. Mm-hmm. I really liked their defense. And Tomlin, too. Shout out him. He's going to be there for a long time. The Steelers have only had three head coach and coaches in franchise history. I really think that that stat speaks for itself. Best organization, in my opinion, in football. Patriots' best dynasty. But I don't know. I mean, like, look, how about this? There's more time for things to turn around. It's week six. We don't know what else is going to happen. I mean, and look at, let's look at their schedule real quick. This Pittsburgh Steelers, they got a nice win. Let's check that. Yeah. They're on a two game winning streak. 
Let's see if they're going to get tested next week. So they got the Browns, Bears, and Lions coming up. I could say all winnable games for them. Definitely. But they have, the a, Lions, they have, a, they have a bye this week. So Lions look like worst team in football. Like, actually, Lions you know don't what? don't look like the worst no, no, team no, in football. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They just keep getting unlucky. No, you're right. They actually, I saw someone commented on Instagram and it was like, this is the, wait, what did they say? It was so interesting. It was like, this is the best 0-16 I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, yeah, that's facts. They're in every single game. I'm just saying like on paper, like they are, like they're looking like to be the number one overall pick right now. But yeah, no, they're playing pretty well. But the Lions, the Browns and the Bears, I mean, like those... Those are winnable, definitely. The Browns, you know, are the better team on paper, but it's an interdivision game. Those are always very close. And they just came off a bad loss last week, this week, you know, against the Cardinals. So that's really unfortunate for the Browns. But I do want to talk about the Lions, man, because this is what their season has been so far. You know, they almost come back after getting blown out against the Niners, 41-33. It was a lot worse before that. The Packers, they lose 17-35, okay. And the Ravens, 19-17, to 17, that was Justin Tucker's 60-yard field goal or whatever. Lose by, 10, lose by 10 to the Bears. Then they lose by another field goal against the Vikings. So they, in, in reality, they should have a better record than the Giants. <laughs> in reality, if you look at it and we spent it like that, they could be a 2-4 and four team, which isn't terrible. But they're 0-6, and, you know, they might be looking at themselves like, all right, we'll get the first pick maybe. But because we know our team is, you know, better than some of these teams that are going to pick after us, at least. Yeah, most definitely. And definitely some heartbreakers, but they are competing. Just they need to work on capitalization and Mm -hmm. making sure that they can close out. Because it's not about how you start in this league. It's about how you finish. It's a four-quarter game. And this is a young team. I mean, the Lions, there's not too many, too many like huge names anymore. I mean, Kenny Galladay obviously left. Matthew Stafford, the one of the best lines to ever lace up, went obviously to the LA Rams. Jared Goff is under center. So there are a lot of players that, you know, there's a lot of potential to be here. And I feel like they're steadily but surely accumulating the culture there. Very, very, very steadily. I know that these losses hurt, but... We'll see. We'll see what they can do. But as of right now, they hold the number one pick in the NFL 2022 draft. Yeah, you know, let's just, you know, we already said the Lions aren't the worst team in NFL. Who do you think is the worst team in NFL? And I have a couple options. I have one, two, three, four, five options. Let's do this. I'm going to say these teams and let's rank them from best to worst, okay? On the spot, make sure you write this down, okay? Yep. We got the Jaguars, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Giants. So you got those teams. Yep. That's what I feel like is the pool for the bottom five in this league right now. Not even the Lions, you think? Like uh, the Lions, I feel like would be you know the sixth, All right. because of their you know fight thus far. So who do you got at number one? 
Number one, you mean like worst or number one? Yeah, like yeah, the best? yeah, yeah, worst. Yeah. At the bottom, gonna have to put the Texans. They, you know, they won the first game of the year. Good job. But since then, it just looked, you know, like, I mean, I guess the Patriots, they had, they're close with. But the Texans, they have David Mills as their starting quarterback. And it's just, they're not a fun team to watch. So I would have them as the worst. Then I would put, I would put the Jets. And that's because they just can't score that many points. Their defense is holding it. They did get a nice win, but they're, they're still the Jets, in my opinion. Then we got the Jaguars coming off a nice win against the Dolphins. And, you know, there's been a lot of crazy stuff with them, Urban Meyer. But James Robinson has been balling. Marvin Jones Jr. did great last week. So maybe there's some recency bias with that because of how well they performed in London. But the Jaguars, and then I'll put the Giants. They've just been looking awful. Their defense can't, you know, sack a quarterback. Can't, you know, get any interceptions or anything like that. And their offense is just not there. They're hurt. And they don't look like a good team. Then the Dolphins have been pretty disappointing. Uh, to uh, see the answer, we don't know. The Dolphins have been really, really disappointing. They're one in five, and I thought they were going to compete and have like at least, I would say they'd have at least over a hundred record by this point. But it's not how it's turned out. Yeah, very disappointing season for the Miami Dolphins thus far. Coming off a ten and six. Game uh, season last year. I mean, it doesn't really make sense for how they've been performing. And to answer your question, I don't think two is the answer. I just I don't think so. Um, but I do like your ranking. I think it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think that that is pretty fair with the way that your cards fell. For me, I think number one, I would have to do. I mean, look, I understand why you did the Texans, but I feel like they have like to maybe deserve more respect. I don't know. I mean, they kind of are competing more competing more than you think. I mean, the bills did smoke them. I mean, they had a nail biter against the Patriots. I don't know. I get where you're coming from. I think for the standards of the Texans, they're kind of performing more than I thought, but mm-hmm. they still probably are the worst team in football. Um, I don't know, man. I really got to think about this. I think that, the Jaguars are still really bad to me. Uh, I just – I don't see what they're doing at all. I mean, they got one nice win abroad, but I, I don't know. I don't – like, watching their games, their defense, I, I don't know. They're still, like, a close first to me. I still – I like this Jets team better than the Jaguars, honestly. Um, I know our play calling has kind of been iffy, but I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I'm going to say Houston won. I'm going to say Jacksonville two. I'm going to say the Jets three. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Giants. No, I'm going to say like Detroit four and the Giants five. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, the NFL this year, the 17th game, keep in mind that. But, the, the good teams, we know who the good teams are at this point. And using that the record-wise, I mean, the AFC West is kind of messed up at this point. The North is close. 
And the, the NFC, the, the NFC conference, though, a lot of uh, favorites in each division. The Cowboys are popping off. The Cardinals are popping off. The Packers, the Bucks. So it's going to be interesting. I feel like by week 10, we're going to know who the division winners are going to be because there may be one or two divisions. And the rest are just going to be fighting for wild, wild card spots at this point. Yeah, this AFC West conference or division is like insane. Like you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders, you got the Broncos, and you got the Chiefs, of course. I think that they're probably the second best division, if not the best division in pro football, aside mm. from the NFC West. And man, this Cowboys team just looks so legit. It really they does. Do. They do. They do, and that you know that's disappointing. I thought their defense would be a lot worse. Uh, Trevon Diggs is interesting because he has like all these interceptions, but he hasn't been that great of a cornerback entirely. But he does have a lot of interceptions, and that's something Jamal Adams can't stay that he can do. So, you know, Trevon Diggs is good on him. The Cowboys gutsy win against the Patriots, and you know they're going to win this this division. I, I don't see the football team, the Eagles or Giants, catching them at this point. It's just that if the Cavs could get it done in the playoffs. Man, five and one, that's incredible. I mean, they seem like they've gotten things figured out. The way that they're utilizing this offense truly is very fun to watch. Honestly, one of my favorite teams to watch their offense. I mean, the three-headed monster with CD, Coop, and Gallup, that – to mm-hmm. me, is probably the best wide receiver core in the NFL. It's a good um, point. And CD just really, man, everything that he was in college, he is in the NFL. There's no difference in his game. There's no – he really, really owned up and flourished into the same player. There's no drop-off, no nothing. And he fell too. And that's why Jerry Jones was like, we don't need a receiver, but – I can't pass on this man. Yeah. Yeah. And me personally, I like CD as my number one receiver over rugs over Judy. I genuinely believed in him. I said that. No, no, before. Yeah. Before, like Mm, before the draft, like I, when we had the 11th overall pick and we were in the ultimatum of getting Makai back then or any of those options at guard and tackle Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas, if he fell, I was really thinking about wide receiver because wide receiver is one of my favorite positions, if not my favorite position, probably my favorite position to watch. And Mm. this was the year for wide receiver classes. That's what they said. And I really liked CD and I I was even contemplating taking him at 11, but I understand the significance of a left tackle. And I think that that's worked, but CD lamb. And I mean, Zeke, uh, Zeke's kind of just being Zeke at this point. He's doing what he has to do to get the job done. But Mm -hmm. more of this offense, in my opinion, is just the way that Dak is commanding it, his poise in the pocket, his awareness and maturity, his IQ. It seems like just we're seeing steady growth from him. And to come off that gruesome injury, it really says a lot about his personality. It says a lot about his grit. It says a lot about his intentions and hard work because it's truly paying off five and one. This defense is balling out, and Diggs, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying with him. He's definitely not the best corner in the league, but he's there at the right place in the right time every single time, and he's got seven picks, one pick in each game. He's 
he's seriously like on the road to like for some records here. So yeah, this this Cowboys team, man, it's legit. Legit, and that and getting to and supporting your point about the draft twenty twenty. I'm just list you some of the wide receivers in that draft: Henry Ruggs the third, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, uh, Jalen Reeder, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk. Oh my T. God. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, he's yeah. been balling. Yeah, and then uh, Chase Claypool. So that's unreal. So it's a really great uh, wide receiver out, and uh, the Giants didn't draft any of them. But anyway, the Giants, man. Let's talk about the Giants for a second. Kadarius Tony seems legit when given the chance. Uh, that, that's that's the best thing that's happened this season. Kadarius Tony looks like a G. It looks like. Um, Looks like he could be a, a great player for us, and he fits our offense. We don't really have like a playmaker. Sterling Shepard's great for catching. Galladay, you know, he's new, but he hasn't really showed out that much as you know Tony. Tony's been you know impressing me a lot more than Galladay. So I'll give the Giants that. But other than that, not much to say about the Rams game. I think we all expected a Rams blowout of the Giants. You know, no Saquon Jones coming off being concussed for a whole week. It's just it just wasn't going to be a good game. This coming week, though, we got the Panthers, and when we last recorded, uh, the Panthers are probably about three and one at that point. And the last time we recorded, or three and zero. Oh. So, I feel like we have a. This is one of those games we have a chance at if we were going to have you know win, but there's a lot of momentum on the Panther side because they've lost three in a row. But, you know, the thing I'm hoping is that Sam Darnold gets some PTSD for MetLife and, you know, reverts to his jet self. Now, Brian, how do you feel about the Giants' chances this weekend? Is Jones playing? Yeah, Jones played last Sunday, so he, should, he must the Rams. So he should be, uh, you know, good. Barkley's probably uh, doubtful. And Galladay is probably questionable this week so far. Yeah, this is an extremely winnable game, 100%. Um, obviously, Carolina's defense is good, and their defense will give you some trouble. I mean, Brian Burns, then you got that corner that they drafted. So they have a good defense and nice young core. But Sam Darnold, I mean, he's just being Sam Darnold, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the example. This is why we did not sign him. This is why we decided to take the second, take the sixth, move on. Because he will lead you on. He will give you flashes of excellence and greatness and then have Sam Darnold games. And he will be like, whoa, like, look, he's this is his fourth year in the NFL, fourth year. And he's throwing three picks in a game. I'm pretty sure one of his first plays last week, he threw a pick. It's just like, this is what we didn't want because we never saw that steady growth. Bottom line, I mean, you can argue we failed him. I mean, we did. We we definitely failed him. But he's got he's got a lot now. He's got Matt Rule, a very successful head coach in this league, and also coming from Baylor, he knows how to call plays. This is an innovative off style uh, offense style. DJ Moore, I mean, their receiving core is better than anything that he's seen with the Jets. And mm-hmm. I know McCaffrey's injured, but it's just look, man. I think you guys can win this game. I definitely think that this could happen. I know that you mentioned before about some PTSD. Sam Darnold will be in the Jets locker room. Think about that. That is as uh, as the you know the visitor. So there's definitely going to be some cold flashes, some 
you know, some memor- memorable moments or whatnot, but it could be in his head. It's all about how your defense comes out. Is Leonard Williams going to be, how is he going to be performing? Is, you know, how is your corners going to perform? Are they going to show out? Is Adore Jackson going to show out? Is Oh, no, man. Logan Ryan. Fucking Logan Ryan. Bradbury. Are they going to show Brad out? Versus, yeah, Bradbury, you know, the, the pro bowler last year. Was, he's been pretty quiet this year. I hope he's not another fluke, you know? Maybe we should have traded him like we did Landon Collins when he was at his highest point, you know? But it's just it's frustrating to be disappointed every week, and it's, it's it was frustrating. It was definitely like you know less frustrating last week because we knew we were gonna lose, but that's not a good thing to think about. And it's just you know I'm just hoping that we turn it around, we make the games close at least, make them entertaining, because you know the season's pretty much you know lost at this point. I think you guys can win this, man. Like I said, the Panthers are coming off of a couple of tough games, um, especially their last game that they played. And, yeah, I think that your team is going to be hungry for a dub. And I don't really like how you guys play at home. I think you guys almost play better away. That's one thing that I've noticed. But Loki, Yeah, Loki has been a shit team at home this year. I, I forgot the stats, but – yeah, you're definitely you're definitely right about that. And then, like one thing that I noticed about this Giants team, I think that this might be your best. Like, this is what really intrigues me about your team, is that like you're such a sneaky opponent. Like you're so sneaky, and like when you study for Jones, when you look at his tape, like it's very hard to prepare because Jones yeah. Jones is kind of like a. Taysom Hill kind of player in a sense where you don't know what like he could do like he could be RPL he could run or he could throw one of the best deep passers in the pro football and I don't know it's very hard to play against him I mean he looks like a traditional pocket passer but he's not he, he doesn't have to be and I think that like if you guys elevate him and if they if you give him a good day play calling if Jason Garrett has a good day I think you guys can win this game yeah, that's the thing with Daniel Jones. He's he's done better than my expectations, but is he good? I don't know. I don't know if he's good per se. He's he just gotta be stay consistent, and we gotta get a better offensive coordinator who knows how to use Jones. Jones, like you said, he could run. He's a great runner. He could throw the ball deep. He's a great you know deep thrower. So try to come up with a style to keep the defense on their toes. And we should be scoring a lot more points than what we have this whole year. And I feel like, you know, based on his performance this year, it's hard to get rid of Jones at this point because he's been, you know, getting better. He's progressing. He's still young. So at this point, I probably would keep him next year. Dude, this season has been such a roller coaster ride for Daniel. It has been. It has been. Man, and low-key, that Cowboys game – you know, week five or yeah, week five. My man, you know, wasn't doing terrible. That game was, you know, in reach before he got hurt. It was in reach. It wasn't yeah, a blowout right. yet. You're right. So, you know, at that point, what can you do? If uh if Jones, you know, I, I joked about when Saquon went down with the England injury, I was like, all right, the Giants sign Cam Newton, make him a running back. <laughs> 
it will be unstoppable. But then Daniel Jones got hurt. And I was like, all right, now I really should sign Cam Newton. Let's see you know, what he could do. Because I didn't think Daniel Jones was going to play against the Rams. But alas, he did. And now there's like no turning back with Jones for the rest of the season. It's definitely an emotional roller coaster. You're having huge hot flashes with him. Seeing him go off, I mean, against the Saints, one of his best games of his career, probably the yeah. best, 400 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. one interception. You know that, like, he can command your offense. You know that he can make good plays. But I think it's just – it might be the organization. I, I really do. I think it might be the play calling here. It might – it is a lot of that. And it's just hard. I mean, it's not clicking. Um, I don't really see the chemistry with Kenny Galladay. You guys are paying him, what, 75-plus mil – um, and he's, I haven't seen that production from him yet. And that hurts. Um, I don't, I think yeah, your old line has, has been there, has been a little bit better than it's been in years prior. Your old line, if, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not like your old line is like, like atrocious this year or anything, right? It hasn't been, you know, it's been better than I would say expected. Um, Andrew Thomas has looked really good. Yeah. I have to say that it's definitely yeah. an improvement from last year, but you know, like any bad old line, they tend to crumble sometimes, and that's what happened. He said that clip, Aaron Donald. We tried double team him. He just goes right through the double oh team. Oh my god, dude! Aaron Donald is something else, bro. Yeah, he's literally like the LeBron or the the Giannis and LeBron of like NFL, in my opinion. Like, I mean, it's just he's ultra consistent, and you know, he's has the awards to show for it. So, you know, if you try to double team him, double team him, came and stop that. So, just goes to show, just goes to show that the Giants, they don't have the talent, they don't have the coaching to get it done this year. And I thought they did. So, that sucks. Yeah, it's definitely a turn of events for you as a fan. You had very high hopes for them winning the division, I think 10 and 6 or 11 and 5, or uh, 10 and 7 um, and 11 and 6, something above those lines. I get it. I understand. Six wins, dude. Think about it. Like, you win six wins. Uh, you are competing in every single game. This Giants team right now does, looks nothing like last year. It looks absolutely nothing like it. Joe Judge's mm-hmm. defense doesn't look the same. It doesn't make any sense. That's the problem here. And I don't know what is happening. I don't know. It's very concerning. Um, as a Giants fan right now, do you think that – your GM is going to be, like, fired after this. Like. I hope he gets fired. I mean, look, Gettleman, he's gone over. We've been a mediocrity to trash. And he said he's going to get us no line. Has really done that yet. And, you know, Kadarius Tony, man, like, he wasn't the – he's a good player. We know that. But he wasn't the pick. He just wasn't the pick. So it's just confusing his direction. Are we – going all in or are we rebuilding and i feel like we're trying to go all in with the rebuilding team which is not working out for us and if you're gonna go for it actually go for it make trades sign you know better free agents galladay good sign Dory jackson also a good sign but there's definitely better guys out there who are available who you know like you know, everyone's keeping quiet about Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's a he's just on the bench for Texans. It's really up in the air what his thing's about, but he's a definitely an upgrade over Daniel Jones. And Barkley has been a shell of himself. And Wayne Gallman leaving, you know, I feel like hurts us a bit because he went off as Barkley's replacement last year, but now he's like the fourth or third string on the Falcons. 
I think we should go out and trade for him for like a you know late round pick or some other like practice squad members. We just can't get it done with um, who we have now. And Ingram has been, you know, he's been hurt for half the year, but he hasn't had like any production so far. We just, we just have names that can't perform. And that's what the whole season's been about. That's why in New York, it's hard to play in because when you get that name, you have that status and you're, you're expected to play at a level and they're not playing at that level. Yeah, I completely agree. Do you want to know one thing? that I genuinely believe changes franchises. What was it? I mean, guess. Is it the Odell trade? No, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just saying in general. Like, one thing that can take, you know, no. the Browns or the 0-16 Detroit Lions, like, if done correctly, it's one method that I think can change any franchise. You know? Franchise quarterback. <laughs> I mean, yes, that – and draft capital. I, I genuinely believe that is the answer. And I really love what you guys did. That trade makes a lot of sense. You didn't get your guy. You traded back. That might have been one of the best. Aside from Tony, I mean, he obviously had an amazing game. And that, like, made Giants fans feel like on cloud nine. They're like, oh, wow. Like, Tony, like, he's out here playing like Tyreek Hill, 185 yards. That was crazy. But, like, you need to be able to have the consistency because then he falls off the next game. Then you don't see him. And that's just not cool. You yeah. want consistent games. You don't want just one freak out game. That definitely was a step in the right direction, but Joe judge and everyone else needs to find ways to get him involved more, but that's a whole different thing. But I think that this trade is ultimately one of the best trades I've seen Gettleman do in his tenure with New York giants. I mean, he started what 2016, 2017. Um, and I really do believe that that trade with the, with the bears think about it the bears they know that they're a young team they they know that they have a franchise quarterback they know that you need that equity for your franchise quarterback you're mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna call it too early and jump the gun but they're hoping that that is their franchise quarterback they just spent what uh, a top 15 pick on him um so that for them to give that up think about that for a second for them to give that up and for you to take that paired with your pick one and five you you have a chance here to have two first two top ten picks. That's insane in my opinion. And if I was you, if you really want my harsh opinion, I say goodbye, Gettleman. I say I say goodbye, Jones, and I start this thing up fresh. And I get the same timeline, and I now have two top ten picks. That's huge. You can trade out and get a virtue with that with a king's ransom, three firsts. Oh my God, that's what you want. That's how you want to get this Giants football team, like how it was back when you were a kid, back with Michael Strahan, Tiki Barber, eventually, all the receivers that you had, Victor Cruz, Akeem Nix. Yo, you had options. You had options. You don't, mm -hmm. I mean, you can say that you have options right now, but I don't know. I don't think that they're buying into this, this agenda, bro. I don't think that what's happening, I don't know. I mean, I do like Judge, but soon enough, man, it's he's going to be on the hot seat. In New York, like, think about it. Like, the last time that you guys really were, like, on top of the NFL was when you had Coughlin. Since then, it's never been like that. And, yes, you had a six-win game, but, like, you go – like, season. But you went from six wins to now one and five. Like, it's not – yo, this season's not looking good. And yeah, that's what I personally believe in. And I think that Judge is slowly but surely being on the hot seat. 
And if Gettleman is out, I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired because you might want your nah, GM, man. your coach, oh, and no. your quarterback all in the same time. And look what happened with the Jets. I, I, I get that. I get that. But I feel like Judge is too early just to boot him. Like, this is a franchise. This is Daniel Jones, who's had, like, at least this is, I think, his second or third head coach. Started with uh, McAdoo, I don't think it was with Jones, but this is a franchise that's had, like, so many coaches. Tom Coff, then Ben McAdoo. Steve Spagnuolo when he took over when uh, we fired McAdoo. And then um, fucking Pat Schmermer from the Vikings comes in. And he doesn't do great. So then now we bring Joe Judge, and he actually made the team look pretty good last year. So I feel like, you know, this year, this is his past year, and I feel like he gets another shot next year, even with a new GM. And then he might be liked in the locker room. You know, we don't know. If he's unliked in the locker room, then he'd be gone. I bet the new GM will talk to every player, get their opinion. But I feel like it's, it's, it's too soon to kick the boot on Joe Judge. Instead, we should kick the boot on Jason Garrett. Maybe look for a fresh young mind who hasn't been in the NFL for that long, like Jason Garrett. Like, think of some schemes, new age schemes to pack that place. You know, like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, these guys who, you know, are young and have the energy. So that's what I think they should do instead of just getting rid of Joe Judge. That's definitely a fair point. And time will only tell with this organization hopefully you guys start to snap into it again and you start to get these wins and next week will be a perfect opportunity i'm sure a lot of giants fans there's gonna be a pool of blue out there trying to see a win you can go two and five you can get these steady reps i know that you're i know what you're looking for as a giants fan you just want answers that's what you want you just want to figure out if jones is the guy and you want to figure out if you know, you want answers here. You want to see potential. All right. I think at this point, you've realized that the Cowboys have this thing in the bag as of right now. I mean, a lot can change. Injuries can happen, God forbid. But it's just not, it didn't turn out the way that it was supposed to. Football happens. This shit happens all the time. Um, you know, it, it happens, man. This yeah, is just- man. I, I agree. Like, low key, I would rather us lose every game and have Daniel Jones pop off, we lose, than like, you know, go 500, go, you know, win two games. Exactly. And Jones have inconsistencies throughout that whole exactly. stretch because we wanted no answers, you're right. No, yeah, that's the one thing Giants fans want. And like I said, you have two, as of right now, like two potential top 10 picks that can help you sleep at night. So, and I really believe that that is like the medicine. That's the therapy. That's the treatment to cope with this, like depression, this sadness, because like I'm a Jets fan. And I've seen all this shit happen. And the one thing that makes me motivated is this draft picks, man. Like that, that's because dude, like then I get into college football and then I start looking up and it gets so much fun, bro. Like mm-hmm. you really appreciate the draft and the whole scouting process so much more if your team sucks. And that's why I love the draft so much. That's why I want to do something in like in business with sports. Like I want to eventually be like a, like a GM or a scout eventually if you know, my success and if my career takes me there and hard work, but I, I, maybe I wouldn't be like that if it wasn't a Jets fan, but it's definitely an interesting time. There's a lot of, a lot of good players in this draft, man. We can talk about that in another section, but mm-hmm. I totally sympathize for you going through this right now. It's definitely sucks, but I just say, stick it out, man. And hopefully you guys can pull it out against Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. 
Yes, sir. I agree. So a little time left here. Uh, let's just go over the Jets uh, opponent. It's a guy coming up the Patriots this Sunday in Foxborough. Patriots coming off a close one in overtime against the Cowboys. Brendan, any, uh, any, any chance this weekend? Look, I don't think we're winning this game. I think that you put a rookie quarterback in Gillette Stadium against Bill Belich. It's just not – it's not – I don't think it's going to yeah. look good. I really don't think it's going to look good. I hope that it's not what it was, the four picks. I, I don't want to see that again. I really don't. Here's the thing, man. It's – I'm not joking. When I saw the first four picks against Bill, I mean, I was kind of – dude, I was really sad. Like, that was – the saddest I was this whole season because I know that all it takes, Jared, is that game. That's all it takes. Bill Belichick at your home field, rookie quarterback, New York Jets, New York media, our history. All it takes is that one game to ruin it. And I mm-hmm. pray to God that Zach Wilson has a higher ego. He has a higher confidence. He has a higher uh, mental capacity than Sam Darnold. I pray to God that he has those attributes to tune out the darkness and to see through the light. I pray to God because you need to have that, the mental strength in NFL because you can make mistakes. You can make mistakes. Mistakes are okay. You're a rookie. Pay Manning through what? 23 interceptions is rookie season. Okay. You can make mistakes, but it's not okay to not learn from them. And we need Zach Wilson to learn from them. If he throws two interceptions, okay, fine. If he throws maybe even three interceptions, I'm going to be a little bit pissed off. I'm not going to lie. But if he shows that he's commanding the offense, if we see steady growth, if he's not biting the bullet, if he's reading, if we see that he watches film, you know, if they bring Chung over, Hightower over, and if they do like a dual duplicate blitz spy where Belichick is trying to get him to jump the slant earlier because he thinks that that it's going to be a blitz option, but it's really, they're going to push back. And you know what I'm saying? If he doesn't mm-hmm. read that, if he doesn't make that first read and if he rides the pocket a little bit longer, finds Corey Davis on an out route. That's the stuff I want to look for, man. I want to see him mentally battle Bill Belichick. Is it going to happen? I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to lose this game. But a couple of things that I will say is that AVT is playing good football. He had a 93% uh, rating by Pro Football Focus in two weeks ago. And also, we're coming off a of bye week. So we definitely are juiced up. Um, the Patriots have been losing some heartbreakers. They want to win this game. And they're the better team. They're the much better team. They got a much better defense. They, uh, But the one thing I will say, and this is probably going to end my uh, my little rant here. The one thing I will say, and I'm going to hear your opinion, is that the first game that we played them, we played better than them. We were all – our defense was all over Mac Jones, bro. Oh, my God. He was like a ragdoll, dude. He And by the way, Mac Jones literally just like – what is special about this man? Is it because he understands the offense? Is it because he is just the epiphany? of what Bill Belichick wants. You run the ball, the defense yeah, dominates man's, possession. Man's been accurate. I mean, but yes, he's been accurate. I mean, what is he, the most accurate uh He's uh, doing his job. I mean, that's what oh, the Patriots no. mantra is, doing his job. The thing with the Patriots, too, is they tend to play to the level of their competition. If you look back to the Texans game, that was a close game. They pull out the dub, the, the Cowboys game. The Cowboys looking like a great team this year. They almost beat them then. 
and the Bucks, they have the Bucks close pretty too. So I feel like this game will be a close game, meaning that the Patriots play to their opponent. For Zach Wilson, though, you know, I can expect, you know, another two picks or about because he's facing that Belichick defense in Foxborough. He's going to be oh, rattled. Yeah. And coming off of bye week, too, I mean, like he said, he misses playing. He might be a little rusty because he's not used to having bye weeks. So Zach Wilson, um, same thing with Daniel Jones, kind of. He just want a little more answers this week. Just want to see how well he does, how he composes himself. Because, you know, even if he has an inter- interception problem this year, They'll, you know, Peyton Man, like you said, and even Daniel Jones, he has thrown a lot less interceptions this year. He's been working on that a lot. And by the way, I remember Coach Sala was asked about, I remember Coach Sala was asked about Zach Wilson, his performance thus far. And he said that if you looked at Josh Allen, if you looked at his stats, they mirrored each other. Like, I'm not going to say that Zach Wilson's going to be Josh Allen. Hopefully he is, but maybe he makes that leap. Maybe. I mean, yeah, Zach maybe. Wilson is like he's missing like it's weird dude like he flashes in moments that make no sense like literally like he will make throws like freaking russell wilson i'm being serious you've seen it with your own eyes but then he'll miss like a check down and as easy check down wide open and he'll throw it he'll just throw, turf ball it and mm-hmm. it makes no sense dude i think it's like he, he says he needs rookie yeah he doesn't vibes. he says he doesn't want to be as robotic and like that makes a lot of sense man it's like you need to just be fluid you need to just be like, you can't just try to zip things sidearm. Like you can't be too flashy. You need to just, you know, play the game. And um, one thing that I will say, and we're wrap things up here. Um, Zach Wilson, you know, this team, I mean, look, Mike LaFleur, I don't really like what I'm seeing. I Like our first half, like what's happening, our play call, this offense. I mean, we're the worst first half football team. Like mm-hmm. in this league, man, it's not. How do you even good. fix that, though? I mean, it's tough. I, I don't know. I think it's. Just I don't know how like, you fix. I guess time. Hurry up, offense. Maybe in the first quarter, yeah. or like, I mean, Michael Carter's your running back, right? Yeah, Michael Carter, Michael Piran. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and, maybe it has something to do with that. And I feel uh, like Cole. You know, from the little, uh, little I've watched the Jets in some moments, I feel like they have a lot of three and outs. A lot of three and outs. And one of the things I noticed was is that this team heavily runs off of the run game. Heavily. I mean, we're a run first team. If it's working, we'll keep, you know, running up their throat. And that's because you have a rookie quarterback, but maybe yeah. that's hurting you. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like we we need to do let Zach Wilson do what he does best. Yeah. And what's to give him more chances? And he needs to air it out, dude. He needs to air it out. Wilson needs to air it out. And I think we that saw- we need to I was saying you saw with Trevor Lawrence. They, I feel like the Jags like let him p- put the game in his hands, finding Marvin Jones, putting he sent some plays with his legs, and I think that's what the Jets got to do with Wilson. Let Wilson play the game Wilson needs to play. And when do you ever see Wilson like run for yards? Like this guy's fast. Like when I feel do you like ever? He see... hasn't ran that much, right? That's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. a fast guy. Yo, he made uh, Sports Center top ten highlights at BYU, maliciously hurdling someone. It was it was disgusting. It was like. He violated him, bro. Put him on a poster. This guy's got hops too. Like he's athletic. I just feel like we need to maximize his abilities. And but I don't know. Maybe hopefully we had our bye week. We had more than enough time to prep before a game against this. Think about that. We had a bye week mm-hmm. before the Patriots. Extra time to work. Extra time to rest our bodies. So hopefully things work out. One more thing I'm gonna say is that aside from the film, aside from the analysis. These are the facts. The Seahawks have been sucking because Russell Wilson 
is injured. Uh, yeah. So that means that the Jets currently possess two top 10 picks. Also, Jamal Adams dropped a, a pick six. It was right. It bounced off his freaking helmet. Man. After after saying on like the, he goes, I'm the best in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's very, uh, I feel like he's very cringe sometimes, Jamal Adams, because it doesn't back it up the way he says. Not at all. Um, Not so, at yeah. all. Anyways, thank you for listening. Episode Yo. 40. Yes, sir. We're lit over here. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe. Grow this out, man. I know it's been a couple weeks, but it's all good. It's NY Fly Zone. If you like this stuff, leave a comment. Send it to your friends. Run it up. Episode 40. Thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you very much. Friends that follow the socials at my Fly Zone. Uh, let's go Giants. Let's go Jets. Let's go Jets, baby. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. NBA season starting up. Yes, sir. Uh, MLB playoffs pass. What NHL bag if you're into that. Facts. Good time for sports. Good time for sports. So with that said, peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone. Blessings on blessings, I'm drowning all in around having a scoop. Top of the top and I'm needing that talk because I'm still off the boot. Yeah, you walk away to shade. The Macarenas I took her far away To Lithuania I keep a place to bait To tune your brain up She stuff her face in cake No way it's safe Just save your words, that's safe Blocks and handles Blocks and cool cups Got guns, now you tough Locking that juice up